Aloha, thank you for pressing play. Welcome to the Eating Curve Balls for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Mahoy, and your biggest fan when it comes to hitting those curveballs that life, sports, or parenting can throw you right out of the park. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. Wow, what a week. Such hot topics going around Facebook because of the WCWS, Women's College World Series. Congratulations to Florida State. I thought it was awesome that this year, according to NCAA uh, Twitter account, this is the first time in WCWS history that all four teams in the semifinal were led by female head coaches. That's pretty awesome. Like that is, that is such a cool thing and such a great piece of history right there. And it sounds like I didn't even get to watch games. But I got to see a lot of commentary on Facebook and so many awesome discussions brought up between, you know, close calls, blown calls, one call, deciding a game or not, uh, replay, should they do it, should they not, what else, um, pitch calling, who should call pitches, oh my goodness, Coach Lyle brought that up on Facebook, he went there stated his opinion, you know, stated his thoughts on it, shared reasons why, totally understandable, even though I don't fully agree, but I can I can understand where he's coming from as far as a coach brings so much more prepared or having time to prepare and study and gather data that a catcher may not have the time to do because they're in school, they're in sport, they're doing all these other things, and, um, and how college coaches, and this is the argument that I hear all the time from college coaches is that Look, my livelihood depends on this. I feed my family with this job. And so my, you know, taking care of my family is is at stake. And so I can't put that in the hands of a catcher. And um, even though I still don't quite fully agree with that perspective or that perception of it, I, I can understand that because like me, like my family is most important. Right, and if I felt like my family was was in jeopardy, or that somehow they wouldn't be taken care of if I didn't do this thing, well, then I wouldn't, you know, I would do what I needed to do. But um, but it was super interesting to see former players um, between Jenny Finch and Jenny Topping and Stacy Newman comments a little bit. She didn't say a whole lot, but all these former players who played at the collegiate level, some who played at the you know, on, on the national team and international competition, sharing their thoughts and all of them talking about how it is such a special thing between pitcher and catcher and amongst players to have the opportunity to play that part of the game, to have that opportunity to, like, be in that moment. And I understand, like, all the studying and all the strategizing and all of the data collection and then making decisions based upon that, but I think most, most coaches would agree that if we're always making the textbook call based upon the textbook answers, we've become predictable, we've become more easily defeatable, and there's something about knowing all of that, but then making the call in the moment based upon what is happening in that moment and what the pitchers and catchers continue to kind of reiterate and say in their own different ways was that like when you're on the field, in it with each other, on the you know, in the circle, behind the dish, like you have a perspective that no one else can see. And you can see things and feel things and notice things that cannot 
be seen or felt or noticed from the dugout position. And that is how I feel about it, too. As a former player and honestly never having a head coaching position in college, I assisted for a year, just a little bit of time, and went on a trip to mainland U.S. with the college team and so on. But um, And so that is my own, you know, this is the lens through which I am looking and the perspective from which I'm seeing it. But as a former player, like, that is how I felt about this whole issue is that, like, one, I believe in how capable we are and how capable these young ladies are. I believe in their capacity to learn. I believe in this gut instinct and this feel of the game that all of these players are talking about. And when you don't have to think and you're just following orders in any aspect of the game that takes away a little bit from it, the most fun part for so many of us of this game is like being in it and having that sense of the game and making calls, making decisions, because we're that immersed in it and we can feel what the next right move is and then acting on it and then having it, you know, executing and then having it work out. Like that is so empowering in so many ways. And I, it, I have a really tough time knowing that that's being taken away or from the athletes nowadays or that they're not having the opportunity to experience that to its fullest. Um, especially at these younger ages, because what I hear, like, I, I kind of, like, I understand where the coaches are coming from in college, even though I don't fully agree. But what I hear in a lot of the younger age groups is like, well, college coaches are calling, so we should be calling too. Like, they're just using that as an excuse. Well, in college, you know, the coaches are calling, you know, the coaches are calling the pitches, so that's what we should be doing. But they're not even going so far as to understand, like, why that's happening and or taking the time to consider whether or not that's actually beneficial to the long-term development of these athletes that they're coaching. And I understand the need to win and the desire to win for sure. I just have this belief that that can still happen even while giving more ownership of the game to these athletes. And it doesn't have to be the players are fully in charge or the and, and the coach has no say or the coach is 100% in charge of calling the pitches and the players have no say. I think that's when the predictability comes in, when one entity is fully in charge of that and no one else gets a say from the outside looking in or from another perspective, no one else's input. And I think that there's so much room for the coaches and the players to work together to whatever degree is necessary on any given day with different catchers, with different pitchers, there's going to be a different degree or level at which they're comfortable with taking ownership of that part of the game. And that can change from month to month, from year to year, from fall to spring, as you continue to work with them, as they continue to learn and grow and develop as human beings and as ballplayers, what they're comfortable with and what they're capable of is going to change over time. And it can change really quickly sometimes. And some of them, when they love the game, like, they're down for this. Like, they want to do this stuff. They want to learn. They want to grow. They want to work work more closely with the, with the coaches to understand this game even deeper than they already do. And so I love when coaches are able to give that to them and when coaches are willing to work with them on that. And even if they don't give up full control over, you know, who's calling the pitches, allowing – 
the players to be part of that process, allowing them to see what we're looking at, what are we studying, what are we looking for, why was this called, why was that called, why did we attack this batter this way, what are, you know, what are we trying to set up in different situations, and maybe giving them some leeway to do some of it in certain situations and games, in certain parts of the season, perhaps. And, you know, kind of just letting it evolve over time. Like, it just doesn't have to be a, a switch that you flip overnight and be like, oh, I had all control of this aspect of the game, and now we're going to give it completely over to the girls tomorrow. Like, that's not – I would agree that that's probably not the smartest move. So, anyway, lots of interesting discussions. I absolutely love everything the former players, like national-level players, came onto that thread and shared and – and what they what they shared from their heart, from that perspective, from, the, from their past experiences, and it is true. Some of the coaches are pointing out, like you don't have our perspective, like you don't you know you don't know what it's like to be on our side of this issue and having to make these decisions, which is true in most cases. So I mean, you know, it's it's understandable that different people from different perspectives and different situations and different circumstances are not necessarily going to see eye to eye but it was really interesting to see lots of the conversation lots of the input lots of the thoughts shared by so many different people in such a respectful way which was awesome to see like nobody was getting super catty nobody was getting like ridiculous or just calling people dumb or like you know insulting each other so it was a really awesome conversation and thread and discussion I don't even think I read all the comments but uh, that was really fun and cool to see. And then there was, you know, the talk about, um, gosh, the name of the player is totally escaping my mind right now, and I don't have the ability to go on Twitter and look for it. But the third baseman from FSU, that diving catch that she made and then doubled off the runner at first on the bunt play, um, that went like crazy. It seemed like it went viral. I heard it was just, I just heard that it was trending on Twitter. I think that's awesome. I've always wanted softball stuff to like be trending on Twitter. So I love when that happens. And then um, it was just really cool to see that, right, effort. It's like, well, if you want to see what effort looks like, here you go. Like, this is awesome. This is laying it out. This is putting, you know, going all in. This is giving everything you've got. And I love it. So many people loved it. And then I also love, I think Richard Weaver on Facebook was like, how many times do you think she went for plays like that in the past and missed? How many times do you think that she went all out like that and went for it and didn't quite make the play or had the ball bounce out of her glove? And talked about the importance of our responses as coaches and as parents. Like we can very easily we can very easily snuff out that, that heart, right? Like we can't give players that heart, but we can discourage it if we're not mindful of how we approach things and how we respond to things and and how we interact with these athletes as they're learning and growing and developing. And I thought that was amazing insight. And I think it's so true that we cannot want it for them. We cannot give them that. We cannot give them that heart. But we most certainly can negatively impact what they have versus nurturing it if we're not careful and if we're not mindful about the choices that we're making. So definitely some awesome stuff to think about and to think through. And I'm just so grateful for our softball community. And there was been so many amazing things that were shared. And then there was a video of Kelly Inoy Perez, and she like did this 15-minute, it was about 13 to 15-minute video, which is just a portion, it looked like, of what she was saying. 
And I loved like every bit of that. So many incredible knowledge drop, knowledge bombs dropped in that video by her um, just from the get-go. Like there were some things that I noticed and about how she talked about what they do after a game or what's addressed, you know, in the team huddle after the game. Love that. Love the way that she phrased it, um, what she said to her players, because um, I just thought it was awesome. And she, she gave examples of the types of responses that it normally elicited from the players. And you will notice, if you saw that video, that the question she asked wasn't about, like, what did we do wrong or where did we mess up or what weaknesses did we have this game? It was a question, something like, how can we do better or where can we do better? And so the responses that come out from players' mouths are things like, I need to put the bunt down, I need to run that out. But they're stating the desired outcome, right? They're stating the solution. They're stating what we do want to see happen. There's no time whatsoever spent on what the quote-unquote problem was. It was you're already identified, you've probably already kind of sort of identified that, and we're going straight to solutions and we're going to be solution-focused. I love that so much. And then the rest of the video, she just, like, went into so many things that I believe in with all my heart and honestly have been criticized for on a number of occasions. And probably if you're a coach like that and you're coaching with similar approach to what she was talking about, you probably have experienced the same. But she was talking about um, just how you choose to talk and interact and connect with your team. And it was so powerful. There's so many awesome points in there. It was, I don't know if it's on YouTube or what. I know for sure it's on Facebook. If I can get the link and drop it in here, I'll do that um, on the, the show notes. And um, and if I get this up on my blog like I'm supposed to, <laughs> I will try to drop links to these different things that I'm talking about here in this podcast for you to take a look at, right? The diving catch. Um, Kelly Inouye Perez's uh, video, and then Coach Matt Lyle's post. Awesome, awesome stuff. Like, so much wonderful, positive, like, just very thoughtful discussion amongst our community. And that was, like, super awesome for me to see. I'm just so inspired by everyone. I have so much hope for the future of our game. I love seeing how much it's being shared. I love the feeling like it's, you know, growing again um it kind of died down a little bit when it was like taken out of the olympics and i guess now that it's being kind of reinstated that's a big factor as well but just so in love with our softball community right now and the kind of positivity and thoughtfulness that i've seen and the kinds of things that were being celebrated through the this women's college world series was just amazing like it was really uplifting and really um encouraging to see from our community and so i'm just sharing that love with all of you right now and you know i know a lot of you are still like in the thick of it you've got summer coming up you've probably got tournaments coming up and i encourage you like take these things that you've been seeing you've probably been seeing all this stuff too and just take the good of it and take the excitement and take the positivity and take the love of the game with you into the summer because, it, you know, that love is just such a powerful force. 
and I think we underestimate it so much. And we're talking about that ability to like snuff out heart and or nurture it. And I really believe like when a love for the game is firmly established, right? From a young age, we're nurturing their love of, we've got to let them fall in love with the game. And we're nurturing that love of the game and enjoyment of it and the want to do it and the desire to be out there. Once that's firmly established, like literally, yes, of course, we've got to teach them the strategy and the, the mechanics and all of that. But one of the most important things we can do is to continue to nurture their love of the game. Like, part of why I love what Kelly was saying in her video is because she talked about those times where she really wanted to go out there and strangle, right, the team figuratively and or really just get in there and, like, just, you know, go go there. And she talked about the importance of not doing that, not doing that and choosing another approach. And I love that so much because I keep hearing people talk about, well, we have to get on and we have to hold them accountable. We have to do this. It's like, no, she was talking about giving them the opportunity to hold themselves accountable, giving them the opportunity to decide what are we going to do? How are we going to move forward and take make those positive decisions and take those positive steps. She was giving, she builds that opportunity in for them to learn and grow and develop in that way versus just standing there and telling them, telling them, telling them, telling them, right? Less telling, less talking and asking powerful questions. Asking powerful questions is one thing that it seemed like a common theme and what she was talking about was like on all these different situations, right? Post-game, even after a tough one, even after one where she's feeling really upset or where she thinks that her team looks flat or, you know, there are things that aren't going right. But then she talked about these questions that she asked them. She didn't go in there and start yelling and screaming at them or lecturing them. She went in there and asked them questions to help them shift to those solutions as quickly as possible. And that is such an incredible leadership skill. And I really believe like that is high level leadership. No wonder this team can compete, right? It's not just you going out there and pounding on them and yelling at them and screaming at them to quote unquote motivate them. That's that's yes, that's one way to do it. Are you going to get an immediate result? Maybe you will. Um, will you get an immediate desired result? Yeah, sometimes you do. But is that really helping them develop the long term skills that they need? Is that really helping them? And she said it, um, you know working from within these athletes versus you being on the outside barking at them from the outside in. Like really great coaches, and you can see it in in how she talked about this, and you can see it in a lot of other women too, and they're talking about how they lead their team, but they're working from the inside out. Like lasting, sustainable, positive change happens from the inside out. It doesn't happen any other way. And the more we try to be the external reason why our athlete is succeeding or our team is succeeding, we are taking away their opportunity to to actually develop from the inside out and to truly develop those soft skills they need and to truly develop those character and mental and, you know, emotional skills that they need to sustainably get the results that they, they want and to sustainably come back and be resilient and go through adversity and overcome and continue playing this game at a high level, it has to be sustainable. It cannot be driven from the outside in. That's not going to last. It's not going to give them the optimal, most ideal output over the long run 
And we are, I believe, doing a disservice when we lead in that manner, whether it is a team, whether it is our own children, whether it is ourselves. And so I think that many of us, including myself, have lots of room for improvement. And I find that one of the easiest places to start is with yourself. How do you respond to your own failures? How do you respond to your own mistakes? How do you treat yourself in those times when you're underperforming or when you're, you know, you let something fall through the craft or you just had some kind of brain fart or you made a mistake that cost this or that or had some consequences that, that you now have to deal with? How are you dealing with yourself? How are you treating yourself? How are you responding to that for yourself? Because if you can't do this differently within your own life, how can you do it for others? And how can you show them how to take that positive, solution-focused approach within themselves if their whole experience when something goes wrong is someone making them feel bad or lecturing them or getting down on them or being hard on them, if that's the process that happens every time they make a mistake, every time they underperform, every time they didn't do something they were supposed to do, what do you think becomes their inner process with themselves? when they get into those situations, when they make mistakes, when they make an error, when they get a bad grade, when they make a poor decision that, you know, has some kind of consequence that they're having to deal with. So we need to be really, really mindful, I believe. Um, at least I think it would be super helpful if we could show them and demonstrate what else is possible. And I understand that some of us don't have experience with that. We don't even know what that looks like. None of our leaders did things that way and I get that like I you know I get not not knowing what else to do like no but this is the only way I know how to do it like this is the way everyone else does it this is every this is the way everyone I see you know does it what are you talking about and um, I totally get that that's why I'm super excited that this video of Kelly Inouye Perez went nuts though and like I shared it and a bunch of people shared it for my share and I know that a lot of other people were sharing it because I was seeing it pop back up in my newsfeed from other people so like that is getting out there and people are starting to realize like there are more ways to elicit excellence and to cultivate excellence and to bring out the best in other people than through force or fear or outside-in techniques. And so that was super exciting for me to see. And um, there are so many people who are like, oh my goodness, thank you so much for posting this or sharing this because this is exactly what I want to do. And now this is validation that I should keep moving forward. Or they're tagging people like, look, it looks like we're on the right track. So that was so exciting for me to see. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Coaches are getting it, right? Other people are getting it. And we have the, this very positive, uplifting, um, develop, you know, positive development and growth and nurturing movement if you will or approach that is getting out there that these young ladies are going to be able to learn and develop and grow in environments that really help them thrive and blossom and bloom and um, I'm super excited about that so yeah that's <laughs> that's what's been in my newsfeed all day long that's what's been on my mind all day long and I'm and just um, super stoked so I'm going to try to get those links together together if you don't see them, whether you're watch, you're seeing this on Apple Podcasts or you're on Anchor and you're seeing this or whatever the summary 
Um, there is. I'm going to do my best to get this particular episode up on my website, and there I can like write as much as I want, right? So, so I'll try to find those links and get those put up as soon as I possibly can, uh, sometime this week. Hopefully, probably not today, but um, by end of the week, I hope to have that up on the website with these links to Coach Lyle's video uh, post, to that awesome diving catch that went trending on Twitter to Coach uh, Kelly Inouye Perez's little spiel that was just full of knowledge bombs that if people would listen and, like, soak it up and absorb it and embrace it, like, I want to watch it one more time. I'm not even coaching right now, but this is applicable applicable to me in leadership. Like, it's just solid leadership principles. And um, when we can just, like, soak that up and embrace it and, like, embody that and, like, execute that, I so 100% believe like that's where the magic is. Like you will see magic. It'll be amazing. So um, yeah, I'm gonna try to get that up for you for sure. So thank you so much for being here. I hope you're having a fabulous week. It is summertime for most of us, and uh, just enjoy it. And I hope the weather where you're at is like finally sort of getting to where softball is, you know, a sure thing nowadays. But I, you know, I just thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you, and um, uh, I'll be back soon. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.